Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to my people over at Pine Cove Summer Camps. They have been supporting the Still Coloring Podcast. And I mean, these guys have been in business, y'all, for over 50 years. They have so much experience when it comes to camp ministry. And let me tell you this. I got super excited, like super excited, because they finally brought their overnight youth camp to Georgia, the Springs. Pine Cove Springs is for kids, um, I think, like third through the ninth grade. And what's exciting about that? for our family is that our daughter Dylan is officially in the third grade. She's eight years old. She's a spunky little strong-willed girl and she is officially going to summer camp this summer at Pine Cove Springs. We are beyond excited. We are such big fans of the camp. The truth is the reason why we're big fans is because I've got an extroverted daughter who loves Jesus and she needs more environments, more people around her that love Jesus too, that are fun and engaging and safe because y'all know we are all about safe places and Pine Cove Camps offers really, really safe places. And then they have incredible counselors that aren't just like sitting on the sidelines being all weird, but they're engaging with the the campers. And I, I can't wait for Dylan to get back and be like, I have a new best friend. I have a new mentor I have someone else in my life outside of you mom who's telling me that Christ is amazing and that I'm amazing and that he loves me very very much and I want to invite you to start a brand new tradition for your own children or your child at Pine Cove Springs this summer so all you gotta do is just go to pinecove.com you can use my special code it's Tony250 T-O-N-I 250 for two hundred and fifty dollars off for first time overnight youth camp registration for any of pine cove camp locations i hope maybe i don't know that we'll see each other there and we'll get excited about our kids going to camp yeah hey fam welcome to the still coloring podcast with tony collier i am your host tony collier and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit come on come on Hey, what's up, fam? It's Tony Collier with the Still Coloring Podcast, and you're tuning in to episode four, baby. Listen, we've got Sandra Stanley, who, for those of you that don't know, her and Andy Stanley, the founders of North Point Community Church, North Point Ministries, and all sorts of different ministries within Georgia, different church campuses, they've changed our lives. I mean, Sam and I were with North Point for years and years and years, and they not only changed our lives when it comes to influence and allowing us a place on stages to minister God's word, but they changed us in the way that they led, the way that they parented. We we watched them be healthy, strong, focused leaders. And so on this episode, as we are in this season of becoming more whole, we're going to talk about parenting. And I don't want you to tune out if you're not a parent yet, because let me tell you, playing the life on the offense and not the defense is the way that you want to go, fam. And so get these tools right now before you become parents, before you get married, before you even play a leadership role in any way. You need to know what Sandra has to say, y'all. She dropped some hot fire gems, bombs. I still am very shocked. I've written so many notes as we processed through her and Andy's new six session Bible study, Parenting, Getting It Right. Listen, if you want to get it right, if you want to be a more whole parent, if you want to be a more whole person and leader, listen to this episode, then tell somebody about it. Check it out. 
Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited. We are here. It's episode four with the one and only Sandra Stanley. I do want to give some context. I could read her incredible bio about her and her husband, Andy. Um, But the truth is, I just want to say that the Stanleys changed me and my husband, Sam's life forever. Um, Mm -hmm. because of their sacrifice and what they built um, with God, we got the opportunity to be a part of North Point Ministries for, gosh, seven years. And it just drastically changed our life, not because of influence and stages and whatever. It changed our lives because for both me and Sam, we went through really hard seasons of ministry and some church hurt and all of that. And so we needed a place where we could have like an oasis where we could have like Mm -hmm. the discovery of a new God, a God that wasn't angry at us if we didn't tie, the God that loved us and saw us for all of who we were. And we found that in North Point. And so before we even hit the stage and got to be a part of what North Point was doing, we really just got fed and restored and healed through this ministry. And so our lives were changed forever and ever. Sandra, I'm so glad to have you on. Oh, Tony, thank you for having me. You're so sweet and your words are so gracious. Thank you. That's good. Um, So our theme for this season of the podcast is becoming more whole. And I said this before we we hit record, it's, it could have been cool if I said, oh, becoming whole and people would have been like, yes, like whole. I want to be whole. Mm-hmm. But the truth is we're not whole until we meet our maker in heaven. Right. And so That's we're on exactly this earth right. just trying to do the best. The best we can. That we <laughs> That's can. right. I mean, That's that is right. just all that I think God's expecting us to do is just the holy pursuit of doing the best that we can to be more like him. Right. And so when I was thinking about this episode and this whole season, I wanted to have guests on that hit all sorts of different gamuts of life. We're talking about confidence with Amanda Pittman. Priscilla Shire blazed us. Oh my goodness, it was so good. She talked about just like biblical wholeness and how to be whole, body, mind, and spirit. And the one thing that comes up again and again, for me especially, is wholeness in our parenting. How can we be whole, body, mind, and spirit? And what's great is that maybe two or three months ago now, uh, you and Andy posted about this new resource, um, Parenting, Getting It Right. And mm-hmm. me and Sam were like, get get it. You, you, we need to get it. We need to get it. The, the Stanleys, we love them. They're so wise. Not because they have a whole bunch of information, but because they've lived it, right? You guys have incredible children and you've done such a great job wading through the years of parenting. And I know that we have moms that listen and even dads that listen that are like, I, I really want to get this right. Not only for myself, but for my babies. And so let me start by asking you why you guys decided to write this book, this resource to help people become more whole in their parenting. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Tony, what you're saying is so true. uh, You know, we need wholeness on so many levels and we as parents, there is nothing we want more than mm-hmm. to raise our kids in a way that when they're walking into their adult years and even, you know, even their growing up years and teenage years, but especially yeah. we want to equip them to walk through every season of their life in, as whole as they can possibly be in a yeah. broken world. Yep. And, and so that's what we're trying to do. And so when Andy and I kind of got sort of to the end of our parenting journey and we could look yeah. in the rearview mirror. First of all, it's scary writing a parenting book <laughs> for a whole lot of reasons. But one yeah. of them is it almost feels arrogant. Like, Hey, mm. we nailed it. Yeah. And we're going to tell you how to nail it. And that could <laughs> not be further from the truth. We made so many parenting errors and yeah. mistakes and along the way, and our kids are not perfect either, mm. um, but we like them Aww. a lot. And if we met our kids, if we didn't know them and we met them, we would want to be friends with them. And that, you know, that's kind of a bulls on the target. And it was for us. Um, 
But let me just back up and tell you a little bit kind of how we got there to yeah. answer your question. When Andy and I were in our early marriage years, mm. he noticed a phenomenon about my family that mm. I just thought was normal. Um, we all liked each other a lot. We oh, liked being together. Not normal. We made great <laughs> effort to all be together. The yeah. kind of five walkers, my mom, dad, I'm the middle of three. So mm. I've got an older sister and a younger brother. We just loved being together. And wow. the highlight of our year was our week of vacation together, even as we were moving into our young adult years. And wow. this just made an impression on him. And again, I just kind of thought this is how all families were because yeah. That's what we think. We grow up in a certain environment and that's our normal. So fast forward when Andrew, our oldest was a baby, the three of us were making our trek to family vacation with my mom and dad and brother and sister. And um, so we had five hours in the car and, you know, you have car time and it's like, okay, what can we accomplish? You know, what, what, what should we talk about to make the most of this drive? And so we decided, okay, now we've got a family let's, um, you know, set some parenting goals or some family goals or something. So we just kind of started talking through, it really turned into more, what do we want our family to look like? Mm. So maybe we should have some goals. What is our win as it relates to parenting? And of course, we only have a little infant in the back seat (laughs) while we're driving. And so we didn't have a whole lot of perspective, but Andy said, you know what I want? Mm. I want us to end up with a family like your family that wants to be together. So we just sort of wrapped some words around that. And the way that we say it is said it through those years was we want kids who want to be with us and be with each other when they no longer have to be. We just thought there, that is a, that's a goal worth pursuing. And there's so many things that go into that. There's spiritual formation, there's, you know, discipline, there's all the things that we want for our kids. Um, But at the end of the day, we just decided we want kids who want to be with us and want to be with each other when they no longer have to be. And when you talk about wholeness, talk about you know, a whole family, a family mm. that it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. It's not going to be beautiful every day, yeah. but there is health there. Yeah. And, and that's what we wanted. And when we have that kind of relationship, mm. we find ourselves with influence, even with our older children and our adult children. And co- of course, as it relates to spiritual things and yeah. all of that, we want to have influence. Um, so we decided, what does that look like? It looks like parenting in every season with the relationship mm-hmm. in mind and, you know, just putting the filter of relationship really over, wow. over all the different things. So, um, so that's kind of why we decided to oh write it. We goodness. thought we've made it to not the finish line. There's never yeah. a finish line, right? right. Not in parenting. <laughs> in parenting. No, yeah. but we've made it to this stage with kids who seem to like each other and like mm-hmm. us and what we discovered along the way is all parents are parenting in a direction, whether they realize it or not, whether they've chosen their direction or not, Mm. they might be parenting in an obedience direction or an academic direction or an NFL direction or Broadway. You know, we all have things that we want for our kids. And if we're not careful, we parent in that direction. Um, Sometimes it's a don't embarrass me direction. And speaking that. to another preacher's wife, that's yeah. magnified, right? Well, the front With your row, kids. Everybody's looking at us. <laughs> oh, sit up straight. Look like the perfect preacher's kid, please. Oh. Yeah. 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 So we decided ahead of time to parent in the, you know, in a specific direction because, you know, 
Direction determines destination. Okay. Gosh, Sandra, you just dropped so much on us. It was just so good. I feel like I'm learning. I'm learning right now with you. And I think I want to speak to the parent. I think that's like me who, yeah, I was parenting in a direction and I needed to shift. I I remember so vividly being in seasons with Dylan, poor thing, my daughter, just like, okay, you have to do this. You have to wear this. We have to be this way. And Mm -hmm. it almost was like parenting on the defense and not the offense. I was very corrective all the time. And I I think I thank the Lord stumbled my way into a new direction. But I just wonder, Sandra, if you have any advice for people that say, okay, yeah, like this is the first time I've heard this. I've been parenting in a direction that is maybe destructive, that has not been really great Mm -hmm. for my child. What kind of encouragement would you give people to try to shift that? I mean, I'm sure that's hard to correct and to course correct in the middle. Well, it is hard. Any kind of course correction is hard, but it is never too late, even Mm. for for the parents who are sitting out there and they've got adult kids, it is never too late to start parenting and relating in a way that puts the relationship as the priority Mm, and building relationships. Sometimes it's about forgiveness. Sometimes it's about humbling Mm. ourselves as a parent and going to our kids and going, Hey, I have been doing a little bit of kind of searching my own heart and looking Mm. at the way that we've been doing things up to this point. And there are just a few things that are off and, you know, we, we're going to make a few little course corrections here because our goal is for us to have great relationships for the rest of your life and the rest of our lives. And so, you know, there may be some tweaks that we need to make along the way, but, you know, to encourage those parents who, you know, who maybe are kind of starting a little seemingly late in the game, (laughs) it's never too late to pivot. It's never too late to ask Mm. for forgiveness. It's never too late to just start implementing some, some different things. Um, in our, you know, kind of in our parenting journey. That's really good. You know, one of the things that I've realized that helps, I think, the wholeness in parenting is our ability as parents to apologize Ooh. and to be honest about having these conversations. I um, I took Dylan to this conference that I did last weekend and I was rushing to get there. And she was like, I was like, Dylan, do you want something to eat? Like, we're going to be there for a long time. You need to tell me, you need to tell me. She's like, nope, I'm fine. I'm like, baby, you may be fine now, but maybe not later. And I'm telling you, 10 minutes out from mm-hmm. getting to the conference, she said she didn't want anything. And she's like, oh, can we stop and get this? And I mean, I just started to, you know, I mean, Dylan, I told you this. And I'm and I'm like, the truth is the priority is my kid and making sure she's fed, even if she just had a moment of like, oh, I wasn't hungry then. Now I'm hungry now. And I felt like I really mm-hmm. rushed her. And I remember getting this like lump in my throat, getting ready to put her to bed. And I just felt God just nudge on me a little bit and say, I I think you maybe should just talk to her about that moment where you were rushing her, where you kind of blamed her and made her feel like she was the reason why you were late. And I said, yeah, I just wanted to let you know, like I just didn't enjoy the way that I, that I said that, that I handled you and I wanted to apologize. I don't want to talk to you that way. And I just wonder, Sandra, if that's a part of shifting directions of course correcting is our ability to voice some of these things to our kids. And to be honest, where's the line on that? How do we do that? Well, are we having these conversations with our kids? Are we saying to them, I want to have a good relationship with you? How do you converse with your kids about that? 
Oh, I think so. I think so. I think they should know what our goal is. Mm. (laughs) You know, our, our goal is to, well, of course in parenting, we have so many goals. Um, but I think it's a constant conversation Mm. in every different season of our kids' lives. Those conversations are going to look different. Um, one of the things we talk about in the book that we learned from somebody else, we did not make this up. We learned it from several sources when we were young. It was the different stages of parenting because our conversations with our kids and the way we relate to our kids, the way we discipline our kids, all of the things are so, it's so important to understand what stage they're in of their growth and their development. And it was broken down for us in, into four seasons of parenting or four stages of parenting. So let me hit those real quick. And then we can talk about what that looks like in each of those, of those seasons based on, you know, where your listeners are. Cause I'm sure you've got moms of, Moms and parents of little bitties and all the way to, to my age, That's you know, right. where you've got, you're an empty nester, but the first season is the discipline years. It's like zero mm-hmm. to five years old. And these are the years where we're teaching our kids that there are consequences for their actions. Oh. For their good, for their safety, we just need them to obey. And in this season, it's so important to be consistent. So our communication in this season, obviously, you know, is going to be age appropriate as we apologize to them for things that we might do wrong or, Mm. or harshness or raising our voice or any of those things. Um, The next season is the training years. That's five to 12 years old. And they kind of transition to the place where they can, we can put the why behind the what we can, Mm. we can begin to reason with them because they're able to understand reasoning a little bit more. So we, so we start, you know, reasoning, we start explaining, kind of explaining while we're training. And in these years and a little bit, even in the later discipline years, Andy and I turned everything into a game. I mean, we made everything a game because in these years, your kids think everything is fun and nothing is dumb. But when you hit the next season, everything is dumb and nothing is fun. (laughs) It's over. Okay. So, yeah. So we just decided what are the things we want and expect our kids to do in public? Now let's figure out training them to do that in private. I think a lot of the times we have to go back and apologize to our kids, Tony, is when we expect a certain behavior from them Mm. that we have not taken the time to train into them. (gasps) Oh my God. And so we just, you know, learning, you know, in those training years, you can turn it all into a game, your training. And that happens through all the years of parenting, of course, but especially in those years. And then the third season is the coaching years. And this Mm. is like 12 to 18 where we're standing on the sidelines a little bit more because, you know, we're kind of coaching while they're making more independent decisions and, you know, like any coach, there's a time you yank, you yank the kid out of the game, you <laughs> got know, to come over here. <laughs> you, yes. you gotta do that. But letting our kids experience natural consequences of their actions mm. is such a better teacher than taking a phone away or taking keys away, mm. or, you know, no more PlayStation or no more gaming or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and these are the years where we are focused on connection yep. more than correction. Mm. So, and our conversations oh in this season can be so much more advanced with our kids wow. because they are, you know, ramping up to adulthood. There's so much more that they understand. Mm. They've experienced some of the natural consequences of their own actions. Yep. And we can, you know, kind of leverage that by having conversations around that. And of course, always apologizing for our stuff. Um, And then friendship years are 18 and on. And 
Um, you know, these are the years where you just kind of get to enjoy it a little bit more. There is something in us though. And I think especially for moms, we still want to tell everybody what to do because we still know that the world will be a better place if everybody will just do what I say right now. Yeah. Just go ahead and tune in, Pamela. Just kidding. So <laughs> that's so true. Um, but those are the friendship years, and that's wow. kind of where we are now. And um well, you just get to and it really them. is a fun place. Oh, I fun love seat that. Oh snap, y'all. I have such an exciting company to tell y'all about. It's called Go Rings and they do permanent jewelry, y'all. And I've even got like two permanent bracelets that I got from them already. Like I'm obsessed, okay? It's an everyday jewelry brand that gives forward to support missions and ministries. Their jewelry is long lasting. It's waterproof. It's tarnish free, hyperallergenic. It won't be turning your wrist green out here. Plus it's ethically made and real affordable too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to gorings.com and use my code Tony, T-O-N-I, to buy two items. And guess what? Oh, this is going to get real good. You get one free. That's right. Buy two items, get one free. On the website, you can also learn more about Go Rings' partnership program. If you've got a mission or a cause that you're really passionate about, Go Rings would love to partner with you. And they even offer one month partnerships for people fundraising to go and do what God has called them to do. That could be a mission trip or an adoption, an unpaid internship. Or just to support like your favorite ministry. Go Rings partners drive sales for that one month and earn 30% of everything sold with their code. So grab yourself some jewelry. You'll never want to take off. I promise you. Go to GoRings.com. I know you'll love it. Hey, I want you to lean into this. Have you ever asked questions like, why am I going through this? What if this never gets better? Does God really care about me? Well, listen. When life falls apart, it's real easy to feel alone and slip into despair, disillusioned with God, hopeless about the future and doubting your faith. Listen, I want to tell you about a resource because y'all know how I am. I believe that God is our ultimate source, but we got to tap into resources to help us get through this crazy, broken, imperfect world and life that we live. I want to encourage you to check out this new seven session study called Desperate for Hope, Questions We Ask God in Suffering, Loss, and Longing. It's written by my girl, Vanita Reisner. Vanita tackles the hard questions and offers a scriptural framework to help you find hope in your pain. And y'all know, I feel like there's hope in pain. Trust me when I say she will be a gracious guide through this difficult topic, walking with you as you meet women in the Bible who suffered loss and sharing her own experience of longing and grief. In the end, after you finish all of the sessions, you'll find that the answers to your deepest questions can be found in the character, the goodness, and the sovereignty of God. To learn more about this seven-session Bible study, visit lifeway.com slash desperate for hope. You know, I'm thinking about the listener or even the watcher that that is saying, okay, I I didn't know any of this. I I know that there are people right now that's like, what? There's four stages? Why didn't anyone tell me this? (laughs) Like, man, I really wish I would have caught this. And I think, you know, obviously, I think there's some guilt that comes with that. Like, gosh, the mom guilt and the parent guilt. It just, yeah. oh, it just comes up so much. What do we do with that? How do we not get caught up in that guilt? 
and press that's forward. so important yeah that is so important and again there is no formula if you have parented more than an hour and a half <laughs> you know there is no formula for yeah. getting parenting right Goodness. this was a little bit of a of an outline that just helped us yeah. in our relating to our kids yeah. um but again it's it's never too late to step in at any point to yeah. any of these seasons of parenting and really and good. tweak it, do it a little different, apologize, mm-hmm. um, you know, and make the changes. I think where parents sometimes um, get tripped up yeah. is switching the seasons. So oh. your teenager, you realize, oh man, I didn't do the discipline or the training like I should have. So you kind of oh. double down on that when yep. your teenager's not going to work. You know, I mean, it's going to, you can't go back. You just got to move forward. You can't not, you can, you just have to consider your approach. Mm. Your approach is going to be different in these different seasons of parenting. So as you, you know, step back from all of this and go, okay, I missed the discipline years. And most everybody does a version of this anyway. Right. You know, you have to, they're just licking grass and licking elbows. You got this. Of course. Most people have done a version of this, whether they knew exactly how, you know, this, you know, has broken down by people who've come before us teaching it, but, um, but stepping into it at any point, just understanding our kids are going to transition in their growth and development through these different stages, whether we do or not. So we have to pay attention to Mm -hmm. where they are, to their maturity. And it varies some from kid to kid. Yeah. Not everybody's going to fall right into these little sure. perfect little categories, sure. of course. Yeah. So we have to contextualize it for our kids, but, oh, um, you know, we focusing, especially those teenage years on mm. connection and connecting with your kids and what does this look like? And it won't even be the same for all your kids. I oh, yeah. remember realizing how in the world can our three kids be so different from each other, having come from the same, same gene household. pool. Yep. Yep. And it was just astounding to me that we need to relate differently to Allie and differently to Garrett and differently to Andrew. Mm. They are so different from each other. So, so different. So not only, you know, are we trying to figure all this out, but when you've got multiple kids, it's like, wait a minute, I it just we, changed we on just me. Did the play. Yeah. You got to run the play. Um, <laughs> That's right. I, I wonder, Sandra, where you saw faith in Jesus come into these different phases and how God mm-hmm. kind of helped you guys through them. Were there any just like God moments that's like, oh, he's teaching us how to do this. Any stories where God kind of came in and helped you guys in those seasons? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. You know, I think for us, as we think about our heavenly father mm-hmm. and being an image bearer of him, yeah. we want, we, we understand there are no perfect parents. There's one perfect parent. We yeah. are not him, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but we are made in his image. And yeah. so to lean into what we see in scripture and to lean mm-hmm. into what we're learning in our personal time with him by ourselves yeah. is so, so important. I think one of the things that we realized is so important and it's because we understand a little bit of the heart of God mm. is when it comes to disciplining our kids, when yeah. it comes to the the way we correct our kids, the way we discipline our kids, when we consider that on the other side of anything our kids do that require discipline is a person. So on the mm-hmm. other side of one of our children being dishonest, there is a broken relationship or a person who was hurt. Mm-hmm. On the other side of our kids being disrespectful to someone, there's yep. a bruised or broken relationship. Yep. On the other side of dishonoring someone, there is a relationship that takes a hit. Yep. So in our parenting and our disciplining 
with the relationship in mind, our yeah. relationships with them and their relationships with other people, yeah. instead of just handing down some punishment, it was really important to us to help our children understand how to restore broken oh, relationships. And the reason is anytime they're, you know, they, any offense of theirs, there is a relationship that needs some restoration. Oh, so cool. our discipline often, especially as they got into the training and the coaching mm -hmm. years, you know, yep. their children, you're, you know, like eight to 18, our discipline really was around who was hurt and wow. how do you restore that relationship? Wow. So um, to give an example, there was one time when our um, our boys were probably, Andrew was probably about 10, maybe Garrett was around eight. Yeah. So we still had babysitters if we were going to be gone, you know, for a few hours at night. Yeah. Allie was younger, um, but we got home from wherever it was we were and the babysitter, we were like, how, you know, how'd it go? How oh, was it? And she was like, oh. I mean... <laughs> Um, Gosh, it and just you tears just know. you up as a parent. Oh. You're like, okay, let's uh, unpack <laughs> okay. it. Thank you. So we had to kind of pull the story out of her, but she finally told us. And our boys had been very disrespectful to her oh. and she did not want to tell us. We had to make her. So oh. she, they had been really disrespectful. So next morning I woke them up and I said, hey, I need y'all to get dressed nice, you know, put on some good clothes mm -hmm. and I need you to meet me downstairs in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So the, they get dressed, they come downstairs. I've got note cards out and I say, hey, Julie kind of told me what went down last night. I'm going to need y'all to write some apology notes. Mm -hmm. So they sit down, they write their apology notes. And um, then I said, okay, now I need you to go upstairs and get your wallets and meet me in the car. Oh, And they were like, you know, look of confusion I on know, their faces. I and I was, it's so, and this was Tony, this was right when they had moved from jars to wallets. So money was starting to mean something. <laughs> oh to yes, them, it was. You know? And they yeah, wanted to keep yeah. that wallet sealed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So I said, we get in the car and I say, okay, we're headed to Publix and you're going to buy Julie some flowers. And then we're going to drive to Julie's office and you're going to give her the note and the flowers. And you're going to look her in the eye and apologize for being disrespectful. And they were like, oh, mom, please just take all our money. Just please don't make us, you know, I mean, th this was take like pain, painful for wow. boys, you know, painful for anybody right. when we have to humble ourselves oh, yeah. and apologize. It oh, is yes. not comfortable. No, nobody wants, you know, that is not a comfortable yeah. posture. So we go, they have to spend their own money. They, yeah. we drive to her office. We go in, they have to march in front of all these other people in her <laughs> like, office. I was homeschooling doing? at the time, which gave us a little more flexibility, yeah. you know, with our time. So they have to march in front of all these people with flowers. They're so mortified, you know, they're just so ah. mortified. It was the perfect punishment. Yeah, it was. It, it mortified I'm like, my parent boys. heart is like, so, get them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So they look at Julie, they apologize, you know, eye contact, all the things. Yeah. So we get back home and it's over. We don't have to have restriction. Oh, we don't have to have no TV. We don't have to do anything because our boys had restored a broken oh, that's relationship. So, good. <gasps> so, you know, for us, these are, you know, this is a life skill. I mean, think about how many people, you know, that don't know how to restore a broken relationship, yep. how many adults. Yeah. So one of the things that we want our kids to move into their adulthood understanding mm. is when I offend someone on purpose or accidentally, how do I restore that broken oh, relationship? So that is what our heavenly father calls us to do. He is our relational father. He is about our relationship with him and our relationship with other people. Wow. And so restoring broken relationships as we're raising our kids, Goodness. teaching them that is the, that is the point 
of discipline. Oh, this is so good. You know what I was thinking about when you were telling this story is how much you have to have that as a parent in order to teach it and pass it on, you know? And I think, I mean, this is what I'm striving for all the time. I'm, I'm not just trying to make a better human. I'm not just trying to make Dylan and our new boy, Sammy, more whole humans. What I'm trying to do is become more whole myself so mm-hmm. that I can naturally pass that on to them. And I think That's for the, right. for the, the men, the women, the, the parents, the moms, the dads that are listening, who are striving to be that, or to have these children that have these life skills, it starts with us, right? Like yeah, it starts with it us does. being able to be more like God. And uh, I love Dr. Kurt Thompson. He was on a uh, season one. He calls it repairing a rupture, which is like, mm. it makes me like so nervous every time um, I have to do that. I have to repair the rupture and it's about leaning yeah. in and mending. And I, I really think about, I remember one time um, Andy was preaching and he talked about this concept of God just being, you know, all grace, all truth, all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being consistent in that with, with my kids, I'm thinking about some of the conversations I can have even with my own daughter about what does it look like to show grace in those moments? Because that's what you did. You showed grace. There wasn't, I'm going to take this and do that. You're so punished. You're so bad. All the things. It was, mm-hmm. no, there's grace here for that mistake. But the truth is there's been something broken here and we need right. to lean into that. But I, I think that comes from us being whole first that's right what did that look like i mean there are people that you know sometimes unfortunately hop into parenting and they're not whole themselves how do we correct Mm -hmm. that how did you guys make sure that you had those principles on the inside of you so that you could Mm -hmm. successfully pass those down to your children Oh my goodness. There, you know, there are layers of things, as you know, our spiritual growth, you know, there's so many avenues of, of spiritual growth. And obviously all of this comes from, you know, a healthy relationship with our heavenly father. So, you know, for, for Andy and me, both we are, our quiet time, our time alone with our heavenly father in the mornings is really, really important. And, and, you know, not, not for, to lay guilt on anybody. Everybody's different. Everybody's wired differently. Um, I don't think the more, you know, I don't think there's any perfect formula, but I think it, it, you know, if we want an intimate relationship with anyone, it starts with building that relationship. It starts with time. And so I think one of the first and most important things is, am I, am I allowing God to pour into me consistently? Mm. That's the first thing. The second thing is what's going on inside of me that I might need somebody else to help me kind of work through, whether it's a counselor, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a good friend that you can just have honest conversations with, whatever is going on on the inside of us will come back. It will come out and it will get on our most important relationships. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how spiritual we are. doesn't matter how much scripture we have memorized. If we don't deal with that stuff on the inside of Mm. us, we are not going to be healthy for our children to help them move in the directions that we want them to move in. And then I just think surrounding ourselves with accountability, Mm. whether it's a small group of women or whether it's a couple's group, Andy and I have been in a small group, our entire marriage, we will never not be in a small group. We have for 35 years felt what that has done in our personal lives. And, you know, even being in ministry, you know, people might sometimes, you know, in the past, (laughs) been intimidated to be in our group. We'll say, Hey, will y'all be in our small group? They're like, Oh no, do we have uh -uh. to teach anything like to you? I mean, (laughs) so it can be a little intimidating when you're in ministry or if you're a leader of any sort, but I'm telling you the Mm. real friendships, 
that you that everybody needs around them, but maybe yeah. especially people who are in ministry environments. Yep. We need real people around us who are especially. not afraid to tell us the truth yep. and who are doing life with us every day. I think all of those things combined are what make us healthy and whole to parent our children in healthy and whole ways. Hey fam, here's a really cool thing that maybe many of you don't know about me. I got my master's degree in biblical and theological studies from Denver Seminary. I, for real y'all, waddled myself across the stage at eight months pregnant with my son Sammy after three years of going deep into the scripture and understanding God's word even more. I remember when I decided to go to seminary and I had been in years and years of ministry and being a mom and all the other things and I just felt the Lord say, hey, It's time to go deep, not wide with my word and with understanding who I am through my word. I love Denver Seminary, y'all. I mean, I'm like its biggest fan for real, because for more than 70 years, Denver has prepared and sent thousands of graduates into the world. They've equipped people. They've challenged people both personally and educationally. They have a heart for the gospel and devotion to scholarly excellence. Like I can personally say this is all so true. Denver Seminary's community is represented by more than 50 denominations, y'all. And it's uniquely known for demonstrating steadfast dedication to the unchanging foundations of biblical faith. They offer several fully accredited degree options to students who are fully online, or you can do some on-campus stuff or a blended delivery model. I mean, it's just really, really cool. And it's honestly only a snapshot of why so many people attend Denver Seminary. So here's what I want you to do. If you've ever thought about studying God's word more intently about going to seminary, I want you to head on over to denverseminary.edu slash coloring. All right, I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back. denverseminary.edu slash coloring. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And of course, like DM me, send me an email, ask me any questions about seminary. I got you. Hey fam, let me just remind you that my mission through this podcast is to help people find healing from brokenness. So I'm all about pointing you to resources that can help you take those steps. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about a 40-day devotional from Brittany Dixon called Thriving in the Thorns. Ooh, what a title, right? Thriving in the Thorns, Restoring Hope and Faith for women. As Jesus journeyed in the wilderness for 40 days, thriving in thorns will help you to journey through your own personal wilderness. Each day of the devotional utilizes like an inductive study of scripture, a perspective of hope and a reflective question for you to journal. In John 10, 10, Jesus says that he has come so that we may have life and have it in abundance, not a little bit, not a percentage, abundance. He came to save and restore humanity. Okay. What a beautiful grace-filled invitation we have because of Jesus. We are never without hope, no matter what wilderness we walk through. So learn more about the study, go on your own 40 day journey, visit courageousradiance.com slash thriving in the thorns. I feel like I, uh, one of the, the things that I hear you saying is like in order to raise up whole human beings we have to allow ourselves to be raised up by whole communities absolutely it's just absolutely you're right about that that accountability and the people around you that can in in love and truth and grace and truth like say 
hey, the way you handled that, like, it seemed like you were a little upset. Maybe take a beat before you respond to your kid. Yeah. Or And it's funny because when you're a small group and you're at somebody's house, you can actually mm-hmm. see how they interface with their kids. Oh, that's and, right. You know what I'm saying? So even inviting people into those close spaces and close proximity, I think that helps too because they're seeing – the thing that social media isn't seeing, the perfect little highlight reels isn't seeing, but they're seeing what's actually going on at the root and the core in those intimate spaces. And they can help to refine Yeah, and what we're praying about. You know, when you wrap around your group and talking about prayer requests, you see somebody's heart so quickly Mm. as it relates to what they want prayer for. I mean, that's a a big thing. You know, I think one of the things too that you know, Tony, because you've, you know, you've just done ministry for long enough now and you've seen so many people and then even in in your own life and my own life, There's, there's that wholeness that's so important. There's that wholeness yeah. of parenting that's so important. But if you pull back from that, the happiness factor mm. in life is often proportionate to the health of your most important relationships. What? So if you think about that for a second, just your joy, you know, your, your contentment with life in general mm. is, is proportionate to the health of your most important relationships. So getting our parenting right, getting marriages right, getting our friendships right, being in those kind of groups, it's so important, Mm. even just for, you know, I mean, just for our own little inner life and happiness and all of that. And I think that's too, where we encounter that truth about God of, Mm. you know, we are, we are made in his image. We are image bearers and you know, there aren't rules for no reason. Just mm-hmm. like in parenting, we don't want to have arbitrary rules. All yeah. of our rules need to be moving our kids in that relational in direction. direction. Yes. Um, and what we know about our heavenly father is he is so relational. So mm. we want those relationships to be healthy. We want them to be prioritized appropriately. Mm. Um, and the right relationships being, being prioritized oh. because what we know about our heavenly father is he is relational and our relationship oh. with him and with others is just of utmost Gosh. importance, which we've oh, kind of said already, so but good. so important. I love that. You know, it makes me think about for someone listening, that's like, okay, can you guys point me to the Bible on this? It makes me think about John eight, um, one through 11, when, you know, Jesus is with the woman who committed adultery and she, oh, she did this thing and it was out in the public and all of her business was out. And she was probably so ashamed and embarrassed. And, and, you know, all the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they're like, Jesus, what are you going to say about this? How are you going to lead her through this? And he just looks at her and he says, you know, if no one else has condemned you, which they did not, then neither do I go now and leave your life of sin. And Mm. just like a father, you know, Mm -hmm. and I even just like a mother, like I think about my daughter and some of her most embarrassing and some of her most embarrassing moments in school, I, you know, at first I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you embarrassed me, right, as your parent. But then I'm, I'm, as I'm healing, as I'm, you know, being more connected and tethered to Jesus, as I'm reading stories like John chapter eight, I'm like, mm-hmm. how would Jesus handle this? Well, one, he would probably recognize how embarrassed, right, my daughter is that this happened and her friends saw and the teachers and all these different things. And then he wouldn't condemn her for it. He would not right. further embarrass her, further make her feel bad. Instead, he would offer up a way to redemption, mm-hmm. a way to more grace, a way to more truth. And I just, I, I feel like parents want that for their kids and they just don't know how to get there. And mm-hmm. I think you've just laid it out so perfectly. It's through our wholeness and our relationship with God, through accountability, through community. And I mean, a, a shameless plug or not, and through resources. Sandra, mm-hmm. I have to say, like, 
Yes, all those things are very true. My relationship with God strengthened, my accountability, my community strengthened, but also resources like this where it's like I'm sitting in front of a, a computer and I'm watching the video series with you and Andy and I'm like, oh my goodness, I've never heard this before. And really, I think what it is, is wisdom. Mm. Parents and people that have come before me who saying, we got all this wrong. Here mm-hmm. is how you do it right. Okay, last question for show. I'm just like, I'm learning so much here. My poor listeners, I'm oh. like, this is for me, guys. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. I hope you're writing notes because I am. So I, I would. the last question I would ask is someone that's really struggling with their child. I um, follow a lot of different accounts that talk about you know, discipline and children that are struggling with discipline. And I see the comments and parents are just in valleys. I mean, they're just... <laughs> sad they're discouraged they don't know what to do they're distraught I wonder Sandra what you would say to them in a valley of I just parenting is so hard I I just don't know if I can do this what would you say Mm -hmm. to someone yeah yeah that's tough you know when I look around at the things that a lot of parents are having to navigate right now it's really a tough time yeah there's a lot there's a lot out there that is undermining you know, what we're trying to accomplish in our kids. And, you know, a lot of it is just right at their fingertips, you know, just, just whether it's online or I I don't know, entertainment, all the things it's just, Mm. it's really hard. Um, what I would say to those parents who are finding themselves in just a a hard Mm. spot is you are the only mom your kids have, or you are the only dad. Mm. Nobody else can do this as well as you can. They love you. Andy and I have been foster parents, as you know, Tony, for, um, we started fostering in 2010 and we have brought kids into our home and, Mm. you know, we just think, Hey, we know how to do this and we have resources and we can send these kids to camp and we can do this Uh and we can do that. We can take them to Disney and we can do all this stuff. Yeah. And if in the midst of all the things that we can do for these kids, Mm -hmm. you know who they want their mom who has nothing. That's who they want. That's who they want. So for you Mm. parents who, you know, are feeling so discouraged, remember that you are in the difficult season, Mm. but our seasons ebb and flow and there will be a season on the other side of this. Mm. So you take a minute and step back and get yourself healthy in whatever, you know, however that looks and then, and, and dive back in with your kids and lead them to healthy places too, because Mm. you are the one they want, even if they are telling you, you aren't you are. So you, you know, you've got this and your heavenly father wants you to make it. So you're going to, you know, be prayerful, surround yourself with people who can help get the help that you need. And, um, and you can do this. Sometimes parenting is a simply an endurance test. <laughs> there are seasons of life. Wow, I felt that deep where you think God, if you can get me through this week, just get me through this day. Just get me through this week. Just get me yeah. through this season. Yeah. You know, sometimes it really is. That's just the reality of parenting. Yeah. Sometimes it's an endurance test, mm. but we are our kids only parents. And mm. we, you know, with the help of our heavenly father and we the communities around us, we've got this. Oh, wow, we've got this. Sandra, can you pray for us? Absolutely. Heavenly father, gosh, we just mm. bow before you, Lord, yes, as Jesus. Parents who want to get this right, God, we just want to get this right. We want to see as you see, and we want to do as you say. So God, would you just give us wisdom 
to know what's right? Would you give us courage to do what's right, even when it's hard, even when it's messy, even when it feels like we're not going to make it out of the ditch? God, just be there and um, surround these parents with your presence. And Father, we just pray for wholeness. We pray for wholeness for ourselves. We pray for wholeness for our kids. And and we just ask for your guidance and wisdom as we take the next steps forward in um, parenting in our in ways that that um, that you guide us. We love you, Lord. We're so dependent on you in every aspect of our lives, but especially in parenting. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for being here, Sandra. That was good. Thank you for having me, Tony. I appreciate it so much. I love talking to parents. Oh, so, so good. I definitely have cried on every episode. I just want to say that publicly because when you talked about fostering, my goodness, it was so, so good. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced by me, Tony Collier, and edited by Lindsay Barnett. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, of A Greater Story Ministries and Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics, and the beautiful things that you see marketing the podcast is by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy, and I'm I'm your host, Tony, and I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.